from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. State Saturday. That's tomorrow. Peach Bowl early game. Now, Eastern Time, Atlanta Time. That's noon. Central Time, 11. Both teams are 10 and 2. Evie, we always look at various teams during the bowl season and question or wonder motivation. This Ole Miss team, I would think, has as much motivation to be there and play well as any team. Well, you know, that's a interesting point because um they they, before they got here to atlanta to the peach bowl you know in the the weeks leading up and we'd hear them talking in in the press conferences about being focused on the game but to me this week here in atlanta it's just seemed even like they've stepped it up a notch to the point where even one of the offensive linemen we got to talk to yesterday said we just want to stamp you know our legacy as a team uh, we've we've worked too hard to go, you know, to end the season without doing something that's never been done before, which is we've talked before, if they win this game, that's their 11th win, which would be the first time in program history ever that they've won uh, uh, 11 games as a football team at Ole Miss. So he, Victor Kern, the offensive lineman, talked about it. Quinshawn talked about it. Jackson talked about it. Uh, Jordan Watkins talked about it. So every single one of them said, we don't want to leave here without, you know, making our mark. We don't want to ever be forgotten. So I think that's pretty motivating. What did Walter Nolan say? Did he speak up on this too? (laughs) I haven't gotten the chance to talk to Walter (laughs) Nolan, and he's not here. So darn it. But uh, I think uh, he must – I don't think he'd be coming if it was a a 3-8 and team. True. I'll ask you again. What's the timetable for Jackson Dart? What's the latest? Uh, okay, the latest is as of yesterday morning at 930 when we had both Quinshawn and Jackson, they are still saying, I mean, the very first question was, Jackson, have you made any decision on your future yet? Um, and he just, just said the same thing, just focused on the bowl, focused on my preparation, doing my 
up, focused on going low, and everything he said basically went on echoes. So I would imagine um, it's going to be after the bowl game, but we still have anything. Now, there are rumors and rumblings around that he and Quinchon have both reached agreements with the Grove Collective, the NIO arm. Um, you know, that's not, that's not binding. So we shall see, but it's probably going to be after, after Saturday. Nothing wrong with his uh, tactic here, for lack of a better word. Is he holding out just for leverage or is he sincerely playing mental volleyball with this decision? Well, I, you know, I was talking with some of the other people on this beat, and I was kind of picking their brains, trying to figure out that exact thing, because I just wouldn't think at this point that either he or Quinchon would have to have that much leverage at this point. I mean, if you're if you're Quinchon, I mean, I would think you know they're backing up the truck you know at this point yeah, um yeah. i've i've heard that old miss has matched every offer that quinchon has received you know from the tampa portal people um and i would imagine the same thing with jackson so i don't know that it's that i think old miss has shown this recruiting cycle that doesn't money doesn't seem to be an issue right now so i don't know it's a really good question one person on the beat that i spoke with who's pretty close with someone close to Jackson said, you know, he really has been weighing back and forth, um, you know, returning or going to the NFL. So I, you know, I don't know. Mike, the mad dog in Noonan, Georgia says, tell Evie, if she wants some fine Southern dining in Atlanta, she should go to Mary Max on Ponce de Leon Avenue. Oh, well, tell him thank you very much for that recommendation. I really appreciate that. I think we finish up a little early this morning. And um, although now I will tell you, my Rebel Walk is having a pre-peach bowl party this evening uh, at a restaurant downtown. So we'll see how that goes. But I really appreciate that recommendation. All this news in the transfer portal. Ole Miss is overwhelmingly the transfer portal champion. It's not. There's not a close number two. This is Secretariat 1973 <laughs> at the Belmont. Okay, you can't uh-huh. see the other horse. In, in the viewer, you cannot see the other horse. Is there anything left? They're mentioned with Evan Stewart. I know. I know. And, you know, that's what – that's what makes me think, you know, when we go back to Quinshawn and, and Jackson, that's what makes me think that there's not there's not a money issue going on. I mean, if you're in the conversation still for Evan Stewart, you know, there's not and you already got Walter Nolan, I don't I don't think there's a and Prince the Yuman Mielin and Tyler Barron, I don't think that's the issue. So yeah, I mean at this point it's just uh I mean, even Ole Miss, Ole Miss faithful are going, man, you know, way to go, uh, Walker Jones, Grove Collective Director, because things must be be going really well. But, boy, you know, if they could get an Evan Stewart, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, you, I think you sent me something, maybe perhaps Tennessee might be the favorite there, according to somebody at On3. However, I definitely have heard Ole Miss mentioned in that. I threw this out there, I don't know, a few days back. Biggest name defensive lineman 
to announce Ole Miss in modern history. And a lot of people said Kim Dietschy, and in recruiting rankings, I mean, he was a five-star, top five overall player out of Georgia. His career did not necessarily match that as the years wore on. But I said Tim Bowens. Now, I'm going to date some people. This this goes back to Billy Brewer. And here's here's what I remember about Tim Bowens. He was a junior college defensive lineman everybody in America wanted. Chose Ole Miss. Evie, he gets there, and they don't have him cleared academically. Best I remember, Evie, he never even practiced. He gets cleared on a Friday before the season opener Saturday, and he starts. Had not taken a rep. Mm. I mean, I've never heard of that. Can you even – that's what I was going to say. Can you even imagine that? I mean, now, you know, people think, oh, my gosh, you know, you get here for – if you transfer in, you know, we've had some actually transfer in, you know, during fall camp or whatever. But I know, I can't imagine that. That is just something else. (laughs) And Evie – Played like he'd been practicing the entire time. Dominated. Yeah, that's that. That's just that's that's in inhuman at this point. That's very very uncommon and inhuman. So, what was the consensus on your? I think I replied to your tweet uh, too, but that was a really good question. I knew the, nobody would say the reason why I threw it out there. I knew nobody would say Tim Bowens. They would just, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> and you were right. We we don't have your encyclopedic knowledge. Well, and he he spent 11 years in the NFL, too. He had a storied NFL career. I think he had some injuries towards the end. But, I mean, and Evie, this is, again, Billy Brewer. And he was – we talk about the size differences. This was 30 years ago. He was 6'4", 320. He was every bit these guys today. Every bit that same size. Was he – was he – did he play for Miami? I want to say maybe yes. Miami. Yes. Okay. Okay. Spent some time um, with the Dolphins. Yes, he did. Wow. Tony well, in Atlanta says Mary Max is the bomb. Take a walk over to Krispy Kreme afterwards. See, they're giving you all this advice. Uh, well, you know, I tell you what, the this <laughs> this doesn't speak well for me. But the ladies down here in the in the uh, media hospitality room know me by name like I walk in and they say hi <laughs> oh we we've got some Italian cream cake over there so I haven't even really ventured too far out so I'm I'm really really happy to get these recommendations who's the quarterback next in line is it Walker Howard oh good question um Walker Howard is listed as the second quarterback on on the depth well now that Spencer Sanders is not eligible, I think, academically for this game, Walker Howard is listed as the second quarterback. Austin Simmons is listed as the third. I told some folks yesterday, I would not be surprised if Lane, I don't know if it'll be during this uh, this portal period or at the end of the spring, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go get another another quarterback, a portal quarterback, just to just to have because he seems to like to do that. But I will tell you, yesterday the the part of practice that we got to watch, you'll appreciate this, wasn't football. They were playing softball. <laughs> And so we got to watch the softball and the quarterback, the freshman Austin Simmons that we've talked about, the 17 year old was pitching and he pitched to um, a cornerback who swung the bat and it flailed out of his hands and came 
came right at me, and I had to use my cat-like reflexes to avoid it. So oh. got it all on video and posted it on Twitter. It was it was really, you know, would not have been something if I'd have been laid out there on the practice field at Georgia Tech. Oh, is Simmons going to join the baseball team here in a month or two? Yes, yes. Now I don't know how much he'll, you know, how much what what he'll be doing, but I tell you what, he looked good out there pitching his softball. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He actually he looked really good batting. Also, again, I mean, I know small sample size out there on the on the softball field, and and big defensive lineman JJ Pegues was the one pitching to him. So you know, there's that. But he had a nice swing too. Evie, I know you know this, I'm not preaching, but after Saturday, from that moment to game one next year, there's going to be more hype about Ole Miss football than I can ever remember. Oh, me too. I mean, I've covered them. I've covered them since back with uh, Kim Dietschy, Treadwell, you know, that group, and totally agree. It doesn't even compare. It's going to be wild. And all the critics... Evie just waiting oh. for a failure. Just waiting. <laughs> Drew. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. And you throw Wayne Chicken in there. And that's oh, yeah. always a lightning rod. Safe travels, Evie. Thanks, Phil. The Angelic Tones. There you have it. Outstanding. Kevin Hagen. He's back. And Kevin Hagen when we continue. Good morning. Despite some weather conditions uh, near our area, we're still in pretty good shape right now in the Ma- Nashville area. Now, they're working this accident over here northbound Briley Parkway. It's going to be near White Bridge Road. It is over to the side, not causing too much of a backup. It's building at times coming down I-40 through the Mount Julian area in from Wilson County towards Hermitage. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring in all four locations online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. 
To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. And now, Paramount Roofing and Exteriors is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Paramount Roofing and Exteriors, serving Middle Tennessee. For all your roofing and exterior needs, give the pros a call today at 615-635-1790. 615-635-1790. That's Paramount Roofing and Exteriors, LLC. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Craig Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. doesn't know everything about college football mm, yeah he does it's the bill king show perfect time to have kevin Hedges back talking alabama couple days out on their semifinal matchup pasadena california against the maize and blue kevin i was just perusing mentally through Alabama football lore. Has there been a season like this one for Alabama where there was so much doubt early that has the potential for a national championship? Well, certainly not in my opinion in the Nick Saban era. That's for sure. I mean, right. if we all go back and remember uh, what what we thought, not only after the loss at home to the Texas Longhorns, and Texas was clearly on that evening the better team, um, after the after the rain-soaked debacle in Tampa, Florida, against the mighty Bulls of South Florida, um, the mood was pretty drab. And if you'll remember my segment uh, immediately following the South Florida game, you know I, I made the analogy of Alabama resembling the Napoleon's army outside of Moscow, and the snow was starting to fall. Well. In our story this year, uh, the snow quit falling, and uh, Napoleon and his army have sacked Moscow. And uh, you know, their uh, French French food is found everywhere in downtown Moscow. It's been a remarkable turnaround, Bill. Uh, and, and it's one of the things that, as you think about this game and, and the fact that Alabama, for the eighth time in ten years, and just let that sit in, for the eighth time in ten years, Alabama is a part of the college football playoffs. But I think this one is extra special for Alabama fans because it's kind of like we're playing with house money, Bill. You know, usually when we're in the college football playoffs, we've been the big bad bully all year long, spent most of the year at number one, and been the team that everyone kind of expected when this starts to win the national championship. Um, This time, uh, it's kind of neat. We're kind of the Cinderella. We're kind of the underdog. We're kind of the team that didn't think we would be there. And it's kind of refreshing for Alabama fans, Bill. 
the rare occasion where Nick Saban can tell his team we're an underdog. That's a very dangerous place to be. It's an extremely dangerous place to be if you are the opponent, and it's a place, Bill, that it's Al- it is Nick Saban's sweet spot. He absolutely loves being the underdog and not being the, the guy who walks into the room with a bullseye on his chest because very, very rarely does he get the opportunity to do that. What's the roster look like? Everybody healthy? Full go? Yeah, the good news is, um, you know, a couple weeks ago before Christmas, uh, there was some concern about Jason McClellan's availability. Of course, he wasn't able to play in the SEC championship win over the Georgia Bulldogs. But it, the news is very positive about Jason McClellan. So it sounds like there's a good chance that um, he's going to be able to go and be the starting running back for Alabama. And, you know, Roydale Williams and Jam Miller and Justice Haynes all did an admirable job at Atlanta. But it sure will be nice to have old number two back in the backfield of when we play in uh, Pasadena on Monday night. Who's been the MVP of this team? Can you name one? I'm going to name two because I think it, you, I think you have to split sides of the ball. Okay, I'm going to go, and, and I'm going to get some argument here from Alabama fans uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I'm, I'm going to go with the true freshman number two, Caleb Downs. I mean, we talked all summer about what a unique talent he was, and and you know, expecting a tremendous amount out of the young man as a true freshman. And you know, he won the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Year Award. Just his ability to come in there and help solidify that secondary with Kool-Aid McKinstry. Um, I know a lot of Alabama fans are going to be mad at me that I that I didn't uh, go with Terry on Arnold. And, and, you know, Terry on Arnold has proved drastically the young man has positioned himself to be a first-round pick, and I expect that to happen after this year. But it was just really remarkable that Caleb Downs came than it did for Alabama as, as a true freshman. Um, and then on the offensive side of the ball, um, let's be honest, uh, you got to go with Jalen Milrow. I mean, this is a young man who has transformed himself from uh, looking like a train wreck at the beginning of the year to playing extremely well at the end of the year. Um, he still makes you nervous at times. But uh, the the transformation and the and the growth of Jalen Milrow, let's be honest, had Jalen Milrow not improved, Alabama would be playing in some dot com worthless bowl that nobody gives a crap about. We've talked about it here. Does Michigan have offensively on the perimeter athletes to hurt Alabama? Um, on the perimeter, I think they do. Um, you look at their wide receiving core, you know, Cornelius Johnson and Roman uh, Wilson, and it's going to be interesting to see how they match up against Alabama's uber-talented secondary of Kool-Aid McKinstry and, and uh, Terry on Arnold that I talked about earlier. I think the key for Michigan on defense, look, we all expect Michigan to come in and run the ball. That's their MO. That's what they do. That's what they like to do. But what I'm really anxious to see what Sharon Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Wolverines, who half of the year was the head coach, um, I'm anxious to see how creative he uh, gets with J.J. McCarthy. And that's where, you know, McCarthy's at his best. He's, he's dangerous. He's elusive. 
He he throws pinpoint accuracy on his passes, but you know, just like Jalen Milrow, he's dangerous with his with his legs, and when plays break down, he can make something happen. The other thing I'm interested to see, Bill, you know, Alabama has had a bugaboo. There are times that we make average tight ends look phenomenal, and great tight ends look like you know all world athletes. I'm anxious to see how Michigan uses their tight ends, particularly Colston Loveland. Um, is a player who I think that um, Michigan could be rather dangerous. Look, we all know about Blake Corman. He's an outstanding running back, and Michigan's going to do their due diligence to get him to. I, I think we're Michigan. If I was the Michigan Wolverines and I was going to attack this Alabama defense, uh, I would certainly try to attack us on the perimeter. I don't think Michigan's going to have a whole lot of success running between the tackles. If they do, um, then it's going to be a really, really long night for the Crimson Tide. What is Tommy Reese's game plan here? Well, i tell you first and foremost, and this is my number one question going into the game, and I think the player for both teams, the player that will decide the outcome of, of the Rose Bowl for me is clearly is Jalen Milrow. My first question is, is how, and he, you know, I've given him praise for, for the vast improvement he's had this year, which is deserved. The first question for me is, how will Jalen Milrow handle what I call the moment? He's going to be on the big stage, national semifinal, one win from a national championship. Is Jalen Milrow going to be able to control all of the emotions and everything to stay within himself? Um, the second point is, when uh, I'm going to look for Tommy Reese to have an early game plan very similar to the one we had in Atlanta against Georgia to come out and, and you know, easy throws to get Jalen Milrow, make sure he's settled down and, and just like I said, dialed in mentally in the game. Uh, but Jalen's going to need to understand that, you know, this is an outstanding standing secondary for Michigan. This is an outstanding defense for Michigan. I mean, there's a reason that the number two total defense in the country, you know, they're number two in pass defense. So there's going to be times, I think, when Jalen's going to realize um, the secondary, you know, there's nobody open, and he's going to have to be willing to use his legs. I expect there to be plenty of design quarterback runs for Jalen Milrow, which is Jalen Milrow's strength is his legs, not his arms. Let's all be honest about this, okay? But once again, Jalen's have to realize when there's nothing open downfield, he's got to take the ball and run. And he's not going to have time to sit back there and read his favorite Curious George book, okay? I mean, that's going to have to be a rather quick decision for him. And not force the issue. Look, I mean, when nobody's open, don't try to fit the ball in a window when he's you know, triple covered, okay? But if Jalen's willing to do those things, Bill, then I think Tommy Reese and Alabama's offense is going to have a really good day. Steve is in Kettering, Ohio. He wants to know how it I've feels been to, to have – Oh, I know. how. It, that's where the Paxson brothers, John Paxson and those um, – Yeah. They all played there. Um, oh, here it is. I, lo- I lost track of it. Wants to know how it feels to have every Ohio State fan pulling for Alabama. Weird. <laughs> I mean, weird. Uh, uh, you know, you know the old saying: politics makes for strange bedfellows. Um, yep. Yeah, it's very unique to see Buckeye fans, and, and it's not. Let's be honest. Okay, it's not so much that they're rooting for Alabama as much as they just want to see Michigan lose. And hey, I completely, I completely get that for for Buckeye fans. But it is nice to have them on board uh, for us. And uh, you know, my comment to him and all the Buckeye fans is we're going to do our very best to make sure that Michigan season ends about nine o'clock on Monday night. Kevin, I'm getting a lot of questions. I'll just throw them at you about. 
Alabama dipping into the portal? Anything? Yeah, great commitment. How about that? Damani Jackson, the former Southern Cal uh, quarterback who showed up at practice yesterday. And, you know, if he hadn't made a commitment, I was going to tease you and say, well, I don't know if he's really going to transfer to Alabama or if he's just, you know, there to get Caleb Downs' autograph and a picture with him committed to Alabama. That's a huge pickup for Alabama because, let's be honest, Crimson Tide are getting ready to lose both Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry on Arnold to the NFL draft. Alabama bringing in highly touted Jalen Mockway, the as a secondary player, but getting Damani Jackson to transfer is really, really huge for Alabama secondary next year. And of course, Alabama getting a transfer defensive lineman LT Overton from the Texas Aggies. But then again, Bill, is there a college football team who next year will not have a transfer from Texas A&M? That leads me to Evan Stewart. Is there any flirtation there? I would say Evan Stewart's chances of playing for Alabama next year are equal to my chances of being the starting shortstop for the team formerly known as the New York Yankees. <laughs> and I'm not taking batting practice right now, Bill. I understand. I understand. But but Alabama doesn't have a whole lot of needs here, right? It's not like they're going to They really in. don't. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Coach Saban was very, uh, you know, I thought it was great that he publicly announced that, hey, we're going to need to go get a tackle, in, an offensive tackle in the portal. So I've had Alabama fans freaking out, and I'm like, okay, that's, you know, putting out the help wanted sign at a place that he's not going to have problems getting the applicants. And, I, you know, I've gotten the point, Bill, when you look at tackles. I'm, I'd really almost rather go out and get an experienced tackle who can come in and help you right away, at, you know, always going the freshman route. And that's another thing, I mean, Caden Proctor has improved tremendously as the season's gone on. He's going to have to have a really good night Monday night. But other than that, no, Alabama not having any glaring weaknesses. And if you look at the five people that Alabama has, quote, quote, lost in the portal, um, there's none of them that, that Alabama's wringing their hands and saying, oh, my gosh, I wish we had them back. I mean, DeCorey Brooks transferring to Louisville is just poetic justice on and off the field building. Yes, that's a tongue-in-cheek uh, backhanded comment there but no once again i mean I, you know nick saban is very very strategic in the portal and once again he's um he's plugging two two holes with great players i mean bill we might we may not be the team that goes to the portal the most but we're nick saban let's be honest he's a master at the portal of filling the needs check bogey six who's up in detroit says guys harbaugh's last college game and he got to see mickey mouse you know, I, you're probably right. I mean, I think we all expect that when this season starts next year that uh, Michigan will have a new head coach and they'll have no trouble filling that. I mean, let's be honest. If you talk about the elite jobs in all of college football, top three or four jobs being the head coach at the University of Michigan certainly one of them. So, uh, yeah, we'll do our best to, uh, to uh, make sure that that prediction comes true, Bill. Alabama loses this game. Why? I don't want to beat on him because I have early in the year. I mean, like I said, if, if Milrow comes out and the moment's too big for Jalen Milrow and he tries to force the issue and it's not there, particularly in the passing game or if Alabama turns it over, Alabama's done a phenomenal job. Remember last year we were like, what, 103rd in the country in penalties and we've cut that in half to uh, 49. And last year we were negative two in the turnover margin. And this year we've improved that drastically. We're what plus eight. So if Alabama was to come out and obviously turn the ball over, that's not a prescription for success. Stupid penalties. I mean, I, I really believe if Jalen Milrow can handle the moment, 
Um, I really like Alabama's defense matching up against Michigan. I think I like Alabama's chances to uh, to advance to the national championship game. And let me throw this in here, Bill. Okay, you know my other team is the Montana Grizz, and the Grizz have made their way to the FCS national championship against South Dakota State for the first time since 2009. That same year that Montana played Villanova and lost in the championship game. Do you know who played in the FBS national championship that year, Bill? It was Alabama and Texas. Welcome to 2009, Bill. Alabama-Ohio State 2020 season, 21 Rose Bowl. But before that, was it the Texas-Alabama game, 09? Or am I, what am I skipping yeah. in there? Yeah, and, wow. and, and you have to remind wow. Alabama fans, when we played in the BCS National Championship game, it technically counted as a Rose Bowl. So Alabama's attempting to win its first Rose Bowl right. since 1946. But if you if you know our fight song, Yay Alabama, which I'll arrogantly say is the best fight song in all of college sports, there is a line, remember, where we win the Rose Bowl. So uh, it's exciting. I mean, let's be honest. This is one of the cool things about this. Um, you know, the Big Ten the Big Ten and Pac-12 locked the Rose Bowl up for decades. That's the granddaddy of all bowls. I mean, we live in the South. I know we have a special affinity to the Sugar Bowl. But it's really, really cool for me, once again, to see Alabama get the opportunity to travel to Pasadena and, and play in the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. You're watching that game as it's getting late in the afternoon. If you're there, it is a gorgeous place. It's It's phenomenal. Pain in the butt neighborhood to get through, though, right? <laughs> well, even worse, they always housed us in Newport Beach, which in that traffic is not anywhere near. You might it's, as well be in Oregon. You might as well be in Tijuana. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's, that's how far. Anyways, Kevin, you need the, you need the Kirby copter there, though. Hey, have a great weekend. Roll Tide. Go Grizz. All right. There he is. Kevin Hayes. Good to have him back. Brad, top of hour three. Body edition. Good morning. You could run into a little bit of weather on 65 as you head up towards Kentucky, so be careful. Give yourself a little bit of extra travel time. Traffic's on the increase at times out here coming through Lebanon, Wilson County on 40 going west, headed towards Hermitage. Still looks good right now on 24 out of Murfreesboro and Rutherford County towards Nashville, where normally it would be pretty heavy this time of the morning. Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring in all four locations. You can order online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. 
We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Makara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, Fifth Avenue, downtown. Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. <gasps> Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. 17-1 and one in SEC play. And win the SEC tournament. They would still get left out if they didn't win the SEC tournament. You're it, right. If they got to the championship game and lost in triple overtime, they'd it still be over. out. They're playing, they're playing for the NIT. It's sad that we're talking about this. It's not even Christmas. We already know the fate of Vanderbilt right. basketball. Grant Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. He knows all there is to know about Johnny Five Star, and now you can too. It's Bill King. similarities in this Michigan-Bama game and the Buckeye-Bama game when Zeke ran all over them. I love Blake Quorum. I love him. It is amazing how he, when there's a big scrum, let's say, pushes the pile for a guy who's about 5'8", 210. He's compact. He's stout. But Zeke's a whole different talent. I wouldn't call that similar. Now, Blake Quorum has success running the ball. I'm not going to be floored here. But I don't know that I see any similarities at the moment there. This is a really big moment for Michigan. Again, they're favored. And... If you want to call this a knock, they get to this moment and they're not able to 
follow through. Even if it's TCU, a team that they have no business losing to. TCU runs up and down the field like it's a scrimmage. Now, again, that's not this year. That's a year ago. But the point is, how do they match up? A couple of years ago, they match up with a very physical team, Georgia, and they were not able to match or even come close to matching the Georgia physicality. And that's what Michigan is based on, physicality. They're very physical. This is another moment for the program. Also, for Michigan, we're assuming there's going to be a transition. That's not official, but I think that's the feeling. Harbaugh will move on to the NFL. There'll be a new head coach. And the roster is going to be in quite a transition period. Now, Michigan gets players. I'm not trying to suggest otherwise. That won't end with all of this potential transition. They get dudes. But there is a kind of turning of the the page or the chapter in Michigan football history that's potentially happening here in the next week. That makes this very intriguing to me as well. Michigan will get a very good head coach. Dudes will keep coming. I'm not suggesting otherwise, but there may be a little bit of a transition lull while getting this pointed correctly again. There might be. Jonathan down in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Bill, Michigan has not faced an offense slash quarterback close to Bama or a team that has this many explosive athletes. Bama, far more battle-tested. McCarthy is the fifth-best quarterback Bama will have faced, and Michigan is the third-best defense. He says, I'm going to the Beau Rivage down there in Mississippi, South Mississippi, putting $1,000 on Bama plus 1.5. So Jonathan is saying, here's my theory on the game. And just to tell you that I'm confident, I'm going to put my money exactly down on it. I'm going to talk about it and then back it up with a $1,000 wager down at the Beau Rivage, Bama 1.5. Jonathan is a lawyer. I think he can afford that. I don't think – let's just – what if Jonathan lost? I'm guessing that would not hurt him. That's That's not going to hurt him. Tech bogey six. Bill, Zeke is a home run hitter. Blake, talking about quorum, is a bunter. To talk about the two. I love Blake Quorum, but he's not Zeke kind of. As Tech bogey six, he's not a base clearing guy like Zeke. Yeah, I'd. I, Love to have Blake Quorum as my running back, wherever. Don't care what school it is. No fan in the 8-6-3. Bill, why is nobody talking about how below average the Michigan offense is? The last five games or so, they average in the neighborhood of about 265 yards a game. I don't think that this game's going to get real pointsy. We've been talking about that for weeks. I, I think it's going to be 
I think 24 points. Bama scores 24. I think that should be good enough to win the game. I think they're going to win 24-17, 24-21, 24-10, something like that. Big moment for Michigan, though. Larry over in North Carolina, who's heading to Pasadena, says, Bill, even on the cusp of the Rose Bowl matchup, it's always great to hear Kevin. Great analysis and chit-chat. It's going to be a clash. Hope we can turn the college football playoff corner Monday and move on to Houston. I'm looking forward to it. Danny in New York City. Bill, I can see Michigan using Donovan Edwards on the outside more in this game. Also, I think they use more Alex Orgy as well. Jim and Jupiter. Bill, bowl games are exhibition games completely, but watching Mario Cristobal coaching like crap makes me happy. Bill, Miami ain't never coming back. Well, Brad's coming back top of the hour. Brad Powers will be with us. Omni Nashville Hotel. Morning, still looks pretty good right now as we check it out live on I-40 coming through the Mount Juliet area. A little bit of radar in Wilson-Smith County this morning. You're going to see a lot of radar over the next 24, 48 hours. Still looks good right now where it normally would be heavy on 65 South there at Trinity Lane and also on 24 coming westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area in from uh, Rutherford County. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and Southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
The Locksmith Company, our full-service locksmithing expert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by The Locksmith Company, a proud veteran employer. For all your residential, commercial, or automotive locksmithing needs, call today for a free estimate or 24-7 emergency service at 931-801-5427. 931-801-5427. And also visit the LSCO.com. The Locksmith Company is looking forward to seeing you. Grind into the new year. Catch Ja, Jaron, Dez, and your Memphis Grizzlies as they take on the Sacramento Kings this Sunday at 7 p.m. Get ready to celebrate a new year and a star-studded show. Secure your tickets for the Grizzlies New Year's Eve game by visiting grizzlies.com. Give the gift of Grizz this holiday season with a six-game holiday pack. The best prices on the season's best matchups, including the Lakers, Clippers, and more. Holiday pack starting at just $30 per game. Visit grizzlies.com packs for more information. We have more Jeffs than you do. It's the Bill King Show. Brad Bowers in about 12 minutes, if you have any questions. If you want to go ahead and post them, that's fine. That's fine. Go ahead and front load a little bit. No worries. We'll get to Brad here momentarily out in Vegas. Your bowl questions, your semifinal notes, questions, comments, all of that coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. No Kev in Chicago. Bill, I know you don't care much for the NFL or the draft, et cetera, but I did see where the Bears could take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the number one pick and Bowers with the fifth pick. I don't know if you take a receiver, even if it's a talent like that with the number one pick. And again, you're right. I don't I don't keep up with it, so I have no idea what the Bears want or what the Chicago Tribune's writing or the NFL dudes. I, I don't know. I do not pay attention to it. But I'm a big fan of both of those dudes. That's not question, but how high you take the top pick, a wide receiver, and again, we all know and we all do respect MHJ and his ability. That is not my question here at all. Yeah, not my question at all. I just don't know. Do you take a do you take a receiver in that one slot? Is that is that your guy? Are they convinced that Justin Fields is their quarterback? Man, I love Justin Fields, but I don't watch the Sunday game, so I couldn't tell you what's going on there. Yeah, couldn't couldn't tell you. Coach Marshall checking in this morning. He lives here in the six one five. I start watching when the playoffs start. All the rest are nothing more than scrimmages. He says, I have not watched one bowl game. I've had them on. I've had them on. I've had the bowl games on, and I've been about half 
to 25% focused when watching those games. I told you this. I can't force myself to be interested in something if I'm not interested. Does that make sense? Bowl games, I I am not anti-bowl. Play another thousand of them for all I care. But I can't I can't emotionally lock myself in deeply. Now the playoffs, that's a different story coming up. BCS championship games, that's a different story. I do like to focus on the new guys. Jackson Arnold. Uh, not that he's gonna be the quarterback, but but Steve Angeli in the game today. Nico Iamaleava. I do enjoy that. The quarterback who uh played for Southern Cal, the Trojans, the other night. That was fun. I do like that stuff. That That's fun. I've always enjoyed peering into the future. I love the present, and then I love the future. And I've told you, for example, the number two-ranked quarterback in America in the class of 25 lives right here, and the number one-ranked quarterback in the class of 26 lives here. That's right. George McIntyre is the number two-ranked quarterback in the nation in the class of 25. In the class of 26, it's Jared Curtis. Hadn't seen him. I've only watched a little bit of the film. I haven't been to his games. This station, WNSR broadcast during during, uh, high school football, Friday night games, and they've done some of his games. Matter of fact, uh, who was it? It was it was Adam, Jared Curtis, a year ago, saying, "Bill, this freshman at Nashville Christian, oh my God, I hadn't heard of him. I had not heard of him. He's the number one ranked quarterback in the class of twenty six as of right now, and there are already those saying they think the Buckeyes are the leader there." Again, this kid's halfway through a sophomore season, meaning of of academics. <laughs> I mean, he's still got two full high school seasons to be the quarterback. Other item is I'm wondering, as good as he is, I'm wondering if the IMGs and places like that are not poaching him. Or the bigger private schools around here. Nashville Christian is a good school, had friends go there, but it's not a real wealthy, big, strong, muscular, full of resources private school. Like, let's say around here, Innsworth, Brentwood Academy, Christ Presbyterian, Montgomery Bell Academy, all those places that have robust resources. That one, that one's going to be interesting. But yeah, two two of them, and obviously if you're Tennessee up east, you've offered both of them. Probably can't get both. Might be hard to get either one of them. But but McIntyre might be might be the one that they have the better chance to get. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see. Bryce Underwood announces here in about, what, a week? 
top-ranked player quarterback in the class of 25. LSU is considered the likely recipient there. All right, Brad's with us next. Omni Nashville Hotel. 